You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Jeff and I will be your host today. We have quite a few people in studio and uh, joining us via the interwebs. Um, So uh, Neil, why don't you tell us about our three teams? Sure. Uh, Well, joining us as always are Ken and Matt who are in studio. How's it going, guys? Yep. Doing good. Um, Ken is wearing a tank top. Uh, Is that a band, Ken? Health? Yes. That's a cool shirt. They played at Riot Fest. Unfortunately, they had some technical difficulties, but uh, great band. Awesome. Yeah, we'll have to check them out. Uh, Well, starting off uh, in studio is our friend Beth from Glen Allen. How's it going, Beth? Good. Uh, And why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and, um, you know, how you found the show and and how much you like trivia. All right. So I'm Beth. Um, I live in Glen Allen. I am a stay-at-home mom and pre- and postnatal fitness instructor. Right. I uh, found Triviality through another podcast and have been, I basically listened to the whole catalog in about a month. So Wow. That's perseverance yes. right there. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be interested in doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so I found you guys because one of you mentioned Roosevelt Street on the Trivial Warfare episode mm-hmm. you were on. Oh, and right. I was like, oh, I live near Roosevelt. And then I looked you guys up and I realized that you guys were nearby me. So yeah. I was pretty excited about that. <laughs> yeah, like 20 minutes. Yeah. We are a very convenient podcast for you. So. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I drive down the street going to the zoo. I know exactly where you're at. Well, thank you for joining us today. Yeah. Uh, so Beth is going to be on a team with Ken yes. and uh, their team name is going to be Team Beth Metal. Yeah. Because she's Beth and I'm a little bit metal, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Bit. You're a little bit metal. She's, she's a lot of Beth. And uh, it's that titanium <laughs> hip we put in you, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, joining us over Skype, uh, we're going to start first uh, with a United States champion Patreon supporter out in Los Angeles, and that's going to be Robert Dimitri. How's it going, man? Hey, it's going great. Nice to be on the show and meet you guys. Uh, I'm a fan. It's been fun listening to you. Well, thank you so much. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're up to out there and, and uh, how you got into trivia? Uh, so I live on the west side in L.A. I um, work for a little production slash management company here you know for somebody in my demographic my trivia story is probably pretty common grew up playing trivial pursuit watching game shows doing all that good stuff um and recently over the last like year year and a half pretty much all my podcast consumption has been trivia podcasts including yours um really into game shows and board games and all that kind of stuff um i've been lucky to get on a couple game shows since being out here in LA. It's really easy to audition when they're right down the street <laughs> from you. So. Which ones have you been on? Uh, I was on uh, The Chase on Game Show Network. Very cool. It's been a lot of mention uh, of that show lately. Yeah, It's it's worth a check out. I love their format. I'm going to have to watch it. Yeah, it's a fun show. I was bummed, <laughs> I, I was bummed it got canceled. Um, mm-hmm. I'm actually one of only three people who got to go on it twice. Wow. <laughs> Ooh. Um, they brought back three contestants who were um, extra handsome losers, losers <laughs> who had done well oh. so they we got to try to team up and take revenge so you were a uh, survivor's rupert <laughs> of the yes, chase exactly <laughs> that reference is lost on a lot of people <laughs> not you though i got I, I i stopped watching survivor shortly after that all right <laughs> well thank you for joining us today we appreciate it and uh, also appreciate you supporting us 
and also supporting us, uh, coming to us uh, right outside Minneapolis, is Dave Brown. How's it going, Dave? Uh, doing all right. So good to be on the show. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we appreciate it. Uh, and why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, I live up in Minneapolis area, uh, bar manager at a restaurant, um, play trivia on some nights off when I can, listen to a lot of trivia podcasts, just always enjoyed trivia growing up. I remember like listening, doing brain quest stuff in like mm. sixth, seventh grade with my uh, with teachers and stuff. Always did pretty well at it and just kind of uh, caught the bug about a year ago. So Yeah. And for these guys, we asked them to pick a team name and we did a little word association, said name the first word that pops into your head. One of them saw the Batman poster and said Batman, and the other one panicked and said, <laughs> so they're going to be Team Guano. <laughs> Team Guano. Uh, and uh, one more thank you to uh, Dave for also being a United States champion Patreon level. And uh, I'll throw it back to Jeff, but if you'd like to join us uh, and support the show, just go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. Mm-hmm. And you guys it. are going to be Team Sad Meal? Is that uh, what We're going to be Team well, we're gonna start Happy Team Meal. Happy Meal. Happy Meal. <laughs> and we'll see how, how it plays. Because Matt plus Neil is Matt Meal. Neil it's our Neil. celebrity couple name. Jeff. Happy Meal. It's a Jeff game, so I bet by the end we'll be Sad Meal. <laughs> well, uh... I have a lot of people to thank for helping me write this game. Unfortunately, I haven't written anything standardized in a long time, which means I have to catch up on a lot of question fives. So there's probably about 12 question fives in this game. Um, I will change the numbers for sake of keeping everything in order. But a few disclosures. I may have changed or altered them slightly uh, to change the difficulty or uh, mostly in the direction of down. And uh, if I get your name wrong in the pronunciation, as always, I apologize. But let's just get that out of the way because uh, there's quite a few of those. So, all right. Hey, Jeff, do you mind if I toss it to the rules guy? You know what, Ken? I don't. I love tossing it to the rules I sure guy. Do. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. But the cream rise to the top, oh yeah. Whoa, that was a good one today. <laughs> uh, the joke that never dies. No. Ken won't lend it. Take it away, Jeff. <laughs> All right, so uh, first question in the first round is going to be from Josh Martin. Thank you, Josh. What island sits at the confluence of the St. Lawrence and Ottawa Rivers in Canada and is the second largest island in the St. Lawrence River? You know anything about this? Uh, I do not. Oh, that's a problem. We're, we're locked. We're locked in. If uh, Team Beth Meal, you're welcome to talk. I'll, I'll mute you guys real quick. I'm just going to come up with some kind of French. How about La Pierre? That sounds good to me. All right. Yeah. All right, guys. Feel free to talk. They're all, everyone's locked in. <laughs> Is that French for the Pierre? Yeah. Uh, all right. All right, Dave. You're the northerner here. <laughs> ah, yeah. yeah. But I really haven't gone up and down the lock system of the St. Lawrence lately. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I got nothing. I would say like the island of Edmund Fitzgerald. <laughs> oh man, they uh, renamed it after he, uh, they sank it. The only other one that's really coming to mind is Prince Edward Island, which is a province. So I don't think that's I think it. I, my mind too, and I was like, uh, I know that's out that area, but we can just put Prince Edward Island. I yeah, that's that's fine with me. All right, Guano's locking in with Prince Edward Island. Yep. A, a reasonable guess from Guano. We're going with La Pierre. Yeah, we don't know anything about this, so uh, maybe Newfoundland has a Newfound Island, so that's what we said. Uh, unfortunately, it shares its name with one of the largest French-speaking cities in the world. It is Montreal. Oh. 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 Montreal's an island? The city itself? The city? Yeah, oh. it's also an island. Mm. Huh. Good to know. Starting <laughs> off with a solid zero points all around. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a Jeff game. I... He didn't write that one. <laughs> he chose it, though. <laughs> they, the questions choose me, which I think is probably about right. Uh, All right. The second question in the round. Uh, this one comes from our friend Chris Eve. Thanks, Chris. Uh, he wrote a little category. It's, are you feeling Randy? Uh, I wonder where this direction's yeah, baby, going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then known as Randy Pofo, what MLB team signed the Macho Man as a catcher out of high school? We're locked in. All right. So Macho Man is from here. Okay. Do you want to go Cubs or Sox? Yeah, that'd be fine. All right, we're going to go socks. Okay. All right. Hey, I remember looking this up once, and I can't remember what freaking team it was. I mean, for me, it'd just be a 1-in-30 shot, really. You want to just go with the Braves? I kind of think, I mean, that kind of rings a bell to me, but... That's fine with me. 
Okay, well, I thought he was from around here, so went between the Cubs and the Sox, and we went with the Sox. So Beth Metal going with the Sox, and I think Neil is the one who maybe keyed in on this first out of the duo over here. Yeah, the only reason I know this is my, my uncle Jim uh, used to play baseball with Randy Poffo. Uh, he was his pitcher, and Randy Poffo was the catcher, and I just knew from wow. that family connection uh, that he was drafted by the St. Louis Cardinals. Ah. And uh, Neil is correct. His yeah. uh, he remembered his family's story well. So yeah. I yeah. am I am right that he's from here. Yeah, from, uh, yeah. he's from here. Then he moved to okay. to Florida. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very good. On to question three. This one is uh, courtesy of Ron Denny. So uh, Ron asks, "Who was the first president to campaign via telephone?" Is that like uh, um, industrial age? robocalls like hello I am please vote for McKinley or whatever <laughs> like, uh, I, d- I say so I say yeah. Yeah. It's like, hello is Tom there oh well then maybe you could help me <laughs> it's like are your candles lit do you like electricity yeah you know um, okay team happy mail is locked in um, so I am thinking maybe like the Kennedy area yeah I was thinking it's probably later than the um, dawn of the telephone because yeah. it takes a while for that stuff to catch on. Hold sometimes. on, let me connect this wire. <laughs> yeah, this wire, maybe a little bit after that kind of went away. So maybe, so. well, let's see. Roosevelt used the TV. Mm-hmm. Do you think it would have been before or after that? After. After. I think. Okay. I I think maybe Kennedy. Kennedy. Is okay. The right way we to can go. go with that. He's a charismatic fella. So I think after Roosevelt, you're thinking maybe Woodrow Wilson in the late 1910s as somebody using it as a tool. I like Wilson. I mean, I like I like Wilson because he 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 won twice. Um, his first campaign was really contentious against Roosevelt and Taft, and I don't know. Use the new move. All right. Well, we'll lock in with Wilson then. All right. Okay. Guano's locked in with Wilson. What'd you say, uh, Beth Metal? We thought uh, it would be when te- the telephone became much more convenient. So we were thinking maybe '60s, and we went with Kennedy. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, we had no reason. Went way too early and said Rutherford B. Hayes. <laughs> well, uh, you did go a little early. Everybody else went a little bit late. So um, I'm what? not quite sure if uh, it was done initially as a stunt, but I can imagine if you wanted to reach out to people at this time who had phones, those people might be wealthy or well-connected. Um, so it was actually uh, the, the predecessor to uh, Roosevelt. It was McKinley. McKinley. Oh. <laughs> oh, I said McKinley. Do you like our power on? <laughs> I just did McKinley because it sounded like it would be good old timey old time yeah. <laughs> Vote McKinley. And, and 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 then people were so annoyed with the robocalls that somebody shot him. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> I thought about putting uh it may not have helped his uh, prospects but I didn't know if that would help anybody but would have helped me. I may have to back some of these off a little bit as far as toughness. <laughs> Um, we've been told we need more history questions, so another history question. Uh, this one is courtesy of Katie DeWall. Thank you, Katie. Uh, who is the only U.S. president to be buried in Washington, D.C.? All right, well, we're, we're locked in with a thing. All right, so uh, I'm thinking maybe a military person buried in thinking, Arlington. Yeah, I was thinking that as well. I was trying to think of people that are from the area, mm-hmm. but I would think the only ones I can think of would have like family estates, like Washington and Jefferson being from Virginia. Uh-huh. But, yeah, military, so... Maybe um, Grant or Eisenhower? I could see it being Grant. That sounds okay. good to me. We're going to go with Grant. Rob, I'm going to walk away. I'm going to let you do this one yourself. I, oh, I, my you gosh. Have, it's a one in 45 I, I shot. I presidents, but I don't know where they're buried. Less than that. Yeah, several, no, these, several I mean, these names just oh, popped true. into my head, but that doesn't mean anything. Um, I don't know. I, 40? One in 40? You know, as I said, I've heard this before, but I just don't remember. Mm. I can't think of it. Um, I did used to yeah. live in the D.C. area, which makes this even more shameful. <laughs> um, but just because Coolidge was the first one that popped into my head, I just I guess I want to say him. Go for it. Fire. Okay. Honest we'll Cal. Calvin Coolidge. All right. That's not Calvin Coolidge. <laughs> That's Honest Cal. Um, silent. Did you want to go over our reasoning? Yeah, so we were thinking it would be someone military being buried in Arlington Cemetery. And we talked about a couple different ones, and we landed on Grant. Okay. Uh, Neil had no idea here, which helped me because I also had no idea here. Um, so we, I went with a president who ends up being the answer to a lot of trivia questions, and that's the only reason I picked him, and I said Grover Cleveland. 
<laughs> All right. Well, out of your one in roughly 40 chance, I can't remember how many are still living. Uh, unfortunately, it was not um, a famous military president. Uh, it was Woodrow Wilson. Mm. Oh. Wow. Being the only one buried in D.C. Huh. Um, so question five today is courtesy of Ben Jenkins. Thank you, Ben. Uh, this is very much up my alley, though. Uh, by area, what is the smallest U.S. state whose name begins with a vowel? Yeah, we can lock in. Okay. All right, we're locked in. I'm kind of between Iowa and Ohio. I think Ohio would be my vote would be on smaller. those. Yeah. Okay, we can go with that. So I think it's one of the eyes, and I don't think it's Idaho. I think that's too big. I feel best with Iowa. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm comfortable with that as a guess. I, of the of the three that I'm questioning now, I, I I really don't know. So if you if you're leaning toward that, that's cool with me. All right, we'll lock in with Iowa. Okay, huh? we made a list and checked it twice, and we're going with Ohio. Mm-hmm. We were like really between Iowa and Indiana. We couldn't tell which one was bigger. Um, and I'll let Matt take it from there. Yeah, well, I was saying Ohio, but I remember driving through Ohio, and that takes forever. Um, and then it just came down to, I think Iowa's smaller. So we said Iowa. All right. So, uh, the, the state in question was mentioned of the smallest, uh, that have a vowel to start. Uh, Ohio is the second smallest <sighs> because Indiana is the smallest oh. state that starts with a vowel. It wow. just seems like it takes forever to drink. Yeah. Larger than that. Um, Alabama, Arkansas, Iowa and then Illinois is the 25th wow. largest. So. All right. It's well, really great smack dab in the middle. Indiana is all the way down there at 38 by area. After five questions, oh. let me just add this up really quick. Shouldn't uh, take too long. Okay, <laughs> carry the one and uh, zero <laughs> points all around. We have 10. We have, yeah, 10. We have 10. You have 10 from yeah, what? From Macho Man. From, yeah. Oh, okay. Macho Man. They got Macho Man. Yeah. So on to question six. This yeah, one. You guys got one of the beanie babies you didn't have in your Happy Meal. <laughs> question six is courtesy of Jason Heaton. Thank you, Jason. Oh, Jason. Uh, what two families who lived in the West Virginia, Kentucky area from 1863 to 1891 were notorious for having a long-lasting and bitter feud between them, resulting in <laughs> dozens of family members being killed or wounded? It's also the name of a miniseries that ran on the History Channel from 2012 to 2012 mm-hmm. with Bill Paxton and Kevin Costner. Yes. Okay, we're locked in uh, on our end. Okay, we are in with the Capulets and the Montagues. <laughs> okay, you guys feel free to talk. <laughs> hey, Dave, I think we're going to finally score some points. <laughs> yeah, I got the uh, Hatfields and McCoys. I'm with you. Bill Paxton versus Kevin Costner. <laughs> Classic rivalry. <laughs> I just yeah. think of the Waylon Jennings song, Lukenbach, Texas. So yep, we, we had the Hatfield-McCoys, too. So did we. I wrote McCoy, and Matt wrote Hatfield, and we did a little dance, and that's what we came up with. <laughs> and it is a clean sweep for Hatfields uh, and McCoys. Yes. Did anybody need the TV reference? I added that on. Yes. No, I, I, did I didn't, not. but I, I, didn't. I needed his Hatfield, though, for sure. Oh, okay. And I needed TV, because I always need TV. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question seven. Seven. Uh, this one actually was written by me. So Hooray. Uh, well, maybe not. Hey, he did, he did some work not. today. For I, this I did put in a little bit of work. Uh, what city holds the distinction of being both the most populated city in the southern hemisphere and is home to the largest population of Italian descended peoples larger than even Rome oh, I like the way it looks on a sheet too we're locking <laughs> you okay. guys can chat I wrote down a couple here Mexico okay. City, Rio de Janeiro Laos, Sao Paulo Mumbai, mm-hmm. Bombay Okay, I have a Rio, Sydney, Cape Town, and then Manila and Singapore. I know um, you said Laos. I'm not sure if that's a, that's a country, and I know it's above the Southern Hemisphere. What's the city? Okay. Yeah. I, or at least I'm pretty sure, because I've been to Vietnam, and I remember being disappointed I did not cross the equator to get there. Okay. And it's right next to it. Um, we could do something in India. I think that goes south enough. I'm very horrible with... Uh, Indian geography, yeah, so it's pretty tough. I'm not sure where the things are well, at. I'm but an expert. Should we go with New Delhi? We could go with New Delhi. I'm All fine right. with that. Let's, Let's just go with it. We kind of shot around uh, South America for the most part. Talked about some places in Brazil, but uh, Rob was pointing towards Buenos Aires, and I was keen to agree with him on that. So we locked in with Buenos Aires. Wow, uh, we feel really good because Matt and I wrote a bunch of South American countries. We didn't know, and and this is the truth. We wrote Matt wrote Buenos Aires, and we we're like, it looks really nice on the piece of paper, <laughs> and we went with Buenos Aires. That sounds really nice. It means clean air, so it should. Yeah, that's probably why we like went uh, with New Delhi. 
All right. Which they just opened a new deli down the street. Oh. I'm excited yeah. to check it out. I prefer out. the old deli. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming too. All right. So, um, Buenos Aires, Argentina. Sorry, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> it sounded good. <laughs> it did. Uh, Buenos Aires has a population of 12.5 million, uh, but it's only the second largest uh, city uh. in the Southern Hemisphere. You should have thought Brazil, with a population of almost 18 million, Sao Paulo, uh, is the largest city in the Southern Hemisphere. For the record, I looked up a bunch of cities that were mentioned. Manila, um, all that, all Northern Hemisphere. Uh, Everything yeah. in India is in the Northern Hemisphere. I mean, stuff is not as far south as you think it I'm is. I'm just happy I wrote Sao Paulo down on the page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Question eight comes to us courtesy of Peter Wen. Thank you, Peter. Uh, this is an arts and crafts question. In what activity will you see the terms gauge, pearl, circular, and cast on? Yep. We're good. Right. Pearl, gauge. Wow. What about like... Um, Blacksmithing. Uh, mm, uh, glass making or glass um, molding. What do they? What do they call that? Yeah. Because um, like they use the. I don't know. So they, I, they pull out the hot poker. They put the weird glass <laughs> on it. It melts and they spin it. Okay, so I'm gonna ignore that because I don't think that's right. Uh, does it have to do with sewing? Uh, oh, knitting? circular. Like, yeah. Is it? Is it a pearl? Uh, like a knitting style or in a gauge? I don't know. I took a sabbatical from my sewing circle because they were getting too catty. And now, you know, I'm forgetting all the terms. But That's because you were like, hey, guys, we're going to crochet in it. Or it's not crochet, it's knitting yeah. or whatever. It's crotchet. Crotchet. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, if you think, what would you call it then? We could say crochet. Crochet? Yeah. Okay. If it's if it's glass making, I'm going to be really angry. <laughs> That'd be glass blowing. Glass blowing. I love how Neil always has the disclosure that if he's wrong or if he's right, but everybody else is wrong, he's mad. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're all locked in, guys. So I just told Dave here, my, my first thought was the term gauge, I know, is related to piercing, like the width of a piercing. Okay. Well, I guess it would be, be a craft and an art in a, of its sense. Yeah. I think it depends how well it's done, right? <laughs> a lot of hipsters up in this area, I think they would call it art. Yeah. So. That's mostly what art is, right? It just depends on how well you do something. Mm. All right. So uh, I'm really glad you guys went with crochet, because the answer is knitting. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm a big crocheter, so I know um, that those are not crochet terms. Oh. Well, spoiler, we put crochet. <laughs> <laughs> and double spoiler, We're the answer is knitting. <laughs> uh, so gauge generally is just referring to the thickness of something. Um, so like if you're thinking about um, gauges or piercings, those are just like the thickness. You measure um, sheet metals generally by gauge or wire by gauge. That's just the thickness of the material. So. Well, can, full... can you go over the finer details of what the difference <laughs> between crochet and knitting for for these guys? Yeah, for I, you guys, I'm actually yeah. I know. <laughs> but for these guys. Well, knitting's the one with the two sticks, mm-hmm. and you cast onto one stick, and then you loop onto the other stick and okay. go back and forth. So you just click them together, and a yeah, comes out. Yeah, just go like that. I, yeah. I don't really know the finer details of knitting, but uh, crocheting, you have a hook, mm. and you make loops, and you pull the yarn through the loops over and over and over. Wow. Until you've made a quilt. A quilt. That's actually very a... helpful because now I'll remember crochet is with a hook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the well, and the Candyman crochets people. That's correct. <laughs> he's actually he's a he's arts and crafts man. Right. Um, I will say full disclosure when you said Gage and I wrote it down, all I thought about was the last name of Channing Tatum's character and stuff up to the streets. Of course you did. And it did not help me whatsoever. <laughs> no, <it did> not. <laughs> not surprisingly. All right. Question nine is a listener submitted question. I guess technically I listen to the show every week, so. Uh, it's from me. <laughs> uh, this famous musician had his eye in the sky when he was hired on to be the sound engineer for Pink Floyd's arguably most famous album, The Dark Side of the Moon. Who was this sound engineer turned musician? He was a we producer. We are going to lock in with some. That he had his own album. Real crap. Are you watching? Okay. So we uh, discussed, uh, I feel like this is a Chicago Bulls reference song because I think Eye in the Sky is the uh, Alan Parsons project. And it's the entrance song for what was that, the 90s Bulls for Michael Jordan and all that stuff? It sure was. So, yeah, so I figure we went with Alan Parsons' project. That's a pretty good guess. We uh, we stuck with a progressive uh, musician as well and went with Getty Lee. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I used to do an impression I can't do right now. Uh, I'll let Matt talk about it because, yeah, I didn't even think about the Chicago Bulls connection and that sounds really good. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know why you're letting me talk about because it, it was your story, but something about Jimmy Iovine and something about Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> and we said Bruce Springsteen. One, two, three. <laughs> what's, what's the answer, Jeff? So the, uh, the Chicago Bulls intro uh, is serious, which is a constellation. Uh, it is by the Alan Parsons Project. 
and those two songs are played together. Serious and Eye in the Sky is generally yeah. considered one song. And uh, I figured I was going to make the Dr. Evil moon base reference uh, to tie that one more to the Dark Side of the Moon, but it was Alan Parsons. Hmm. Yep. I knew I knew that was called Serious. I didn't know it was called Good Eye job, in the Dave. Sky. All right. And uh, last question in the first round is from David Wilkinson. Thank you, David. Uh, and I altered this one slightly. How many of the 50 official two-state or two-letter state abbreviations are acceptable words in Scrabble. Now, I'm not asking for the exact number. I will give you credit if you are within three. Okay. No, I mean, I'm pretty good with that. I think think we'll be within three. I think we'll lock in with 15. Okay. Uh, Yeah, we, uh, we kind of went between 11 and 13, so Happy Meal is going with 13 officially. And we were uh, more conservative with what we thought were words in Scrabble, and we uh, landed on eight. All Ooh. right. So two key, two teams will be getting credit for this, and yeah, one guess. team was only off by one. It is 16 total. Wow. Yeah. wow. So we got points, right? I, yes. <laughs> so we were you close. Are, so it was only twice as many. As <laughs> <laughs> if you are curious, it is Alabama, Arkansas, Delaware, Hawaii, Idaho, Indiana, Louisiana, uh, Massachusetts, Maine, Michigan, Missouri, Nebraska, Ohio, Oregon, Pennsylvania, and Utah. Mm. Those are your 16 playable. Yeah. Uh, Good joke. All right. So uh, going into uh, the swing round, looks like the scores currently are uh, Team Beth Metal and Team Guano, both with 20 points, and uh, Team Happy Meal, surprisingly, with 30 points. Yeah. That's right. surprised here. Hey. So I'm going to give you artists. And uh, I'm going to tell you, uh, so I'll give you an original artist, and I'll give you the person who covered their song and made it more famous, and okay. I want the song okay. title. So, okay. so uh, number one is Edna Swap, 1995. Uh, Natalie Imbruglia did it in 97. Second one, Tina Turner did it originally in 86. Ace of Bass did this song in 94. Robert Hazard penned the song in 79. Cindy Lauper covered it more famously in 83. Uh, question four is Gloria Jones in 65 and Soft Cell in 81. Question five. Uh, the original was by Otis Redding in 65 and Aretha Franklin covered in 67. Question six. The original is uh, by the band Arrows in 75. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts covered in 81. So number seven is going to be uh, The Leaves did this song originally in 65 And the Jimi Hendrix Experience Covered it in 66 uh, Apollonia Number six did this song originally in 84 And the Bangles covered it in 86 This is much easier Thank you uh, Alright the next one Glad in the round say that. Is uh, Sl- Slade did it originally And Quiet Riot made it famous in 83 And this is 10 right mm-hmm. Alright and number 10 Tommy James and the Shondells did it in 1967, and it was made famous by Tiffany in 1987. Mm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, looks like all the teams have locked in their answers uh, after the swing round. Uh, before we continue, just wanted to give a shout out to Patreon. We have uh, two United States champion level Patreon supporters here today uh, in Dave and Robert. So if you'd like to join us and support the show for as little as a dollar a day, you can go to... You always say a dollar a day. You're really pushing for that money. <laughs> hey, everything everything helps. Uh, Patreon.com. I'm actually not giving y'all a dollar. <laughs> yeah, correct. 
Um, so yeah, you can just go to patreon.com slash triviality podcast. Uh, we hope you're enjoying our video bonus series, which, uh, will have concluded at this point, but we're going to have a season two and we are going to, uh, pick exclusively from, uh, Patreon supporters, uh, in a lottery. So if you'd like to join for season two, uh, at any point between now and spring, feel free to join Patreon. And we'll have a vote where you can pick Ken's shirt for the next season too. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that would probably go over well. Your, your last shirt has met rave reviews. Yeah. Did it? Yeah. yeah five oh, stars. That's great. Good job. I even made a Yelp page for it. Like, I wear that shirt. It's not like, it's not a joke. No, it's a, it's a great shirt. Oh, thanks. You didn't make a joke of it. When you I'll said wear this shirt. You wear it to time. distract from cool. your face. But Yeah, next time it'll be all tanks. Either all tanks or all long sleeve shirts. I'll wear my health tank next time with the, <laughs> with the big skull on it. All right. So we are all locked in and ready for the answer. So um, let's just keep it in the same order here. I'll go from, uh, I'll start guano and i'll do beth metal and then happy sad meal where are we at over here guys I'm pretty happy i'm pretty happy okay still in the lead still happy meal okay uh so i'll do uh that order for all of them and uh we'll go from there so uh first one natalie Brulia and edna swaps original the only one that we know is called torn so that's our answer all right we said torn as well yep both teams are right i'm torn yeah <laughs> Uh, you're not a little late, it turns mm. out, on this one, Matt. Uh, so you are all correct. The famous Natalie and Burley song, Torn, is actually a cover. The original is very slow and pretty good, but a very different song. Contrary to very popular belief, not about Rip Torn, actor. <laughs> I did not know that was a controversial, unpopular belief. I like to think if two people say it's true, it's, it's pretty popular. <laughs> I, always, how, I always thought that. So. That's yeah. how it works with our listenership, right? There's like, like 10, 15 people out there. Yeah. Uh, all right. And the second question, what did you say for uh, Asa Base and Tina Turner Guano? Uh, so Team Guano uh, didn't think it was The Sign, which was the first Asa Base song we thought of. That just didn't seem like a Tina song. But uh, the song Don't Turn Around, assuming that's what it's called, seemed like it could have been a Tina song. So that's what we said. Uh, team Beth Metal had a similar train of thought, but the song that we thought sounded like a Tina song was All That She Wants. Yeah, so many, oh. so many great songs to choose from. Now that I'm thinking of all these, like "Don't Turn Around" and "I Saw a Sign" and whatnot, but we also went with "All That She Wants." Well, only one team's getting credit. Oh. It's "Don't Turn Around." Oh wow! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good nice pull. If I had thought of all that she wants, I would have said that. <laughs> <laughs> I was joking with Neil beforehand. I was like, I wanted to put more effort into this round, but after like an hour and a half of listening to the original songs on this list, uh, I basically squandered my question writing time. So it was well worth it, though. All right, Guano. Uh, what did you say for Cindy Lauper's cover of a Robert Hazard song? Uh, Guano thinks that that one would be True Colors. Um, Team Beth Metal. I we could not think we're of gonna, a Cindy Lauper song. We're gonna go with Baby Got Back. <laughs> <laughs> so we're passing. <laughs> yeah, um, we were thinking of a different uh, Cindy Lauper hit and went with Time After Time. Oh, uh, unfortunately, I'm sad to say nobody is gonna uh, get this song, which is one of her more famous. Girls, Girls just, just want to have fun. fun. Oh, I really? didn't think that would be a cover. Oh. Yep, that was a cover. All right, and uh, on to question four, back to Guano. Uh, what Gloria Jones soft cell covered song did you think that was? Uh, Guano said the famous Tainted Love, which is one of the few songs I've ever actually danced to. <laughs> <laughs> Footage or didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really think it was a cover, but uh, Tainted Love is the way we had to go. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, in the song Tainted Love in the soft cell version, they do a little nod to the old old version uh, with the piano there. So we want Tainted Love. Yeah, and Neil with a little bit more flair on that one. It was Tainted Love. Well done, everyone. All right. Neat. Guano, uh, question five was the Otis Redding uh, hit that was made famous by Aretha Franklin. Uh, uh, sorry, go ahead, Dave. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Respect. <laughs> what it means to me. <laughs> Yep, R E S P S V C T. Yeah, surprisingly, we didn't uh, on this team. We didn't go with these arms of mine used in Roadhouse and Dirty Dancing for lovemaking scenes, but we went with uh, R E S P C T, which I learned uh, recently. Yeah, respect her. One of her most famous songs is a cover, and uh, it's respect. What song do you use for your lovemaking scenes? Though? <laughs> Let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> <laughs> bodies by Drowning Pool. Good choice. So are we right? Yeah, yeah, you are right. <laughs> uh, question six was about uh, the Arrow song that Joan Jett made famous. Uh, which one was that, Guano? He did uh, I Love Rock and Roll. 
Beth Metal? Uh, we're going to go with uh, Queen of Winter Throned by Cradle of Filth. Ooh, oh, Cradle of wow. Filth. Uh, Matt, do you want to take this one? Nope, because I don't remember what we put. Oh, so originally we wrote <laughs> I Love Rock and Roll. We weren't sure. We thought maybe that was Joan Jett and uh, our affinity for uh, Ronda Rousey in the WWE. We went with uh, Reputation, her entrance song. Joan, uh, Joan Jett uh, covered I Love Rock and Roll. It was I Love Rock uh, and Roll. Yeah. You did right then and crossed it out. Good for us. All right, question, uh, question seven. Mm-hmm. This one I thought was one of the harder ones. Uh, so it was The Leaves and then the Jimi Hendrix Experience covered it a year later. Uh, what did you guys think over in Guano? We went with uh, Foxy Lady. That's probably what we should have done. Uh, just pick a Jimi Hendrix song. But uh, we're just going to go with uh, Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> yeah. <Hang> we... <laughs> we were, uh, we were, I mean, I initially wrote down All on the Watchtower because I know it's a cover, but it's a Dylan cover. But I thought maybe there's another cover. But we actually ended up going with a song that we covered in our short lived uh, cover yeah. band. Our uh, cover band, Matt and I were in Vinnie Barbarino's Dream Machine. Uh, <laughs> we covered this song. It's Foxy Lady. It's what we put down. Okay. So, oh. authorship of the song is unknown uh but the first known recording was by the leaves uh rolling stone rates this song 201st on their list of 500 greatest yeah, songs of all time it's hey joe oh that's, that's what i was gonna say in my reassessment that's a dark song all right on to question eight uh apollonia six did it a few years before the Bengals made it very much more famous uh what'd you say guano uh we said walk like an egyptian <laughs> that is literally the only Bengals song that we know. Yep. So that's what we went with. The only thing I can contribute here is that the Bengals did Manic Monday, but I believe that was written for them by Prince because uh, it sounds like Prince. So we went Walk Like an Egyptian. Well, Neil, you're going to be wishing it was Sunday. Mm-hmm. It was just another Manic Monday. I thought Prince wrote that. Or maybe he wrote it for the other band. So, um, so Prince wrote Manic Monday for the band Apollonia 6 for their self-titled debut in 84. Ah. Ultimately, he pulled the song from an album from the album and later offered it to the Bengals under the pseudonym Christopher. Okay, so my, my background was correct, but I, my follow-through but was not. But your answering was <laughs> yeah. not. So there was a recording done by the original uh, band. and then Awesome. It was, I like that Prince's real name is Prince and his pseudonym is Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, question number nine. Uh, Slade original in 73, a British glam rock band, and uh, Quiet Riot made this song famous in 83. Which one was that? Dave definitely wants to perform this one. Yeah. Come on, feel the noise. <laughs> yeah, we went with feel the noise as well. Yeah. We assume they might have had a different spelling of come, but we said come on, feel the noise. Yeah, it turns out, no, both of them spelled it that way. Oh. It is come on, feel the noise. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, the noise Terrible. is spelled differently. With a Z, right? Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. There are several words spelled differently in that song. (laughs) They did their best. They're musicians. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, And the last question of the round. They knew what they were doing. (laughs) Tommy James and the Shondells penned this 20 years before Tiffany made it famous, at least considerably more famous. Uh, What song was that? Uh, I think we're alone now. Yeah, but what song? It's the only Tiffany song I know. Give me a break. Yeah, same. Only Tiffany song I know is I Think We're Alone Now. Yeah, and we were just trying to make sure this wasn't Debbie Gibson, but we also went with I Think We're Alone Now. Yep, and a clean sweep for the final question in the round. Uh, Yeah, I Think We're Alone Now is probably the only Tiffany song any of us could name. (laughs) All right, after the swing round, it looks like uh, Team Beth Metal has 45 points going into second round. And uh, tied at 55 are uh, Team Happy Meal and Team Guano. I feel like we're getting beat up, but we're not that far back. No. No. One question back. Yeah, I'm feeling kind of bad about us, but they're only they're a little bit ahead. That's we have the like... coolest name, though. Yes. Yeah, that's true. If it comes down to a tiebreaker, that's actually what it is. So. <laughs> All right, what do you have for, for us, uh, Jeffrey? Yeah, moving on to round two. What's Jeff- up? Jeffrey. Jeff doesn't Why? like when we call him Jeffrey, so I just say I, it all the time. I just like I just want my name partially redacted. Okay. Yeah. All right. So first question in the second round, uh, and most of these are written by me. So, but I think they're not too bad. We'll see. Uh, so question one: What is the smallest U.S. state by area where two or more football teams play? Are we talking about professional football teams? We are talking about thirty-two NFL teams. Um, and is gotcha. this uh, where the team? is from or where they physically play the game in the stadium where two or more football teams play okay this is right then okay yeah we're, we're locked in i'm trying to think of places that have two or more teams there's something with new jersey they have the jets but do they have anybody else we went with new jersey because mm-hmm. 
We know that the Jets and the Giants both play at what was that MetLife Stadium, I think. Yep. Like, Home of WrestleMania in New Jersey. Yep, that's uh, what we figured is that there was some uh, New York runoff into New Jersey. Yep, both teams play in New Jersey. I think I think only there is only one NFL team that plays in New York, which is pretty funny. It's Buffalo. Buffalo, right? It is Buffalo, and uh, the smallest state by area is New Jersey. All right. Hey, you got a football question. Anybody know the second <laughs> smallest state? I stopped thinking, so. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> it's it's Maryland. Okay. Oh, Baltimore? Baltimore yeah. and, and, and Washington yeah. both oh. play in Maryland. Oh, you're right. And it's not much bigger, but question number two. Uh, you might see this prescribed over-the-counter. Dextralamorphan can be used to treat uncontrollable laughing or crying, but what is it most commonly prescribed or taken for? It's probably in your cabinet at home. You might be overestimating people's medicine be. cabinets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Am I over-the-counter Xanax that <laughs> I keep in my... I am very much not. <laughs> so it might be something with like... Well, VapoRub. VapoRub. I... All right, we're locked in so we or can get tums. these guys back on here. I think that's just calcium. Yeah, I think so. oh, yeah. calcium carbon. Uh, yeah, so we picked up on dextro, dextrose being sugar. Lamorphan, Morpheus got asleep. Uh, we thought possibly NyQuil. <laughs> uh, kind of sweet. The best, out. The best uh, medicine around. I guess we'll just say for treating cold. Okay. Symptoms. Cold and flu. Okay. Yeah. We're going to say, uh, we think this might be Pepto-Bismol, so we're going to say nausea, upset stomach pretty much okay mm -hmm. uh yeah matt and i uh went with cough so you might find it in uh nyquil or dayquil uh but the thing that the active ingredient tries to do is it tries to suppress coughing mm. it's ah, a okay. cough suppressant specifically so uh, uh so happy meal staying on top right now uh, staying happy so far it's all that sweet and sour sauce for our chicken nuggets all right on to question three this one provided to me by jason heaton thank you again jason what planet has the strongest known winds, with clouds of methane whipping across the planet at speeds of over 1,200 miles an hour? I will be more specific. I mean planets in our known solar system. Uh, yeah, there could be one way Because <laughs> I know that's coming. Actually, Rigel 7 yeah, is the fastest. That's a star. Oh, whatever. Is yeah. it a thing? Kepler yeah. 19. Which one, which one do you like? You guys locked in? Yeah. Okay, so we're kind of between Venus and Mercury right now. Um, both big or well not big but gaseous planets uh actually we're right after venus and mercury <laughs> yeah fair enough um so we were talking about probably one of the gas giants saturn or jupiter and then we decided because of the big uh the big red eye and that giant storm that's on jupiter we uh locked in with mm. jupiter all right as for us that was the first direction that we were going and then for some reason we just thought about venus a little bit and that kind of triggered something, so we're going to go with Venus. Yeah, we're in the same boat. Uh, didn't really have a reasoning for it. Just knew it was a big old gas planet. So Venus it is. It's uh, not a gas Venus planet. is one of the rocky planets. Eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Just for clarification. No. Um, I do think Venus might have the thickest atmosphere, mostly carbon dioxide. Um, and I think... Saturn and Jupiter are mostly hydrogen helium, uh, but it is Neptune with the most oh. violent storms. Ah, the one that nobody said. <laughs> great. Nobody even mentioned it. I know. Unfortunately for Jupiter, I mean, it's not going to happen in our lifetimes, but very shortly here, its great red spot is disappearing, so mm -hmm. it's only got a few hundred years left. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one of those things we've noticed yeah. basically since we had the ability to about... Yeah. 400 my not ago. children are going to be so disappointed. Yeah, I know. I'll never get to see it with my own eyes. I'm <laughs> <So laughs> like, never going to not see it. <laughs> All right. Question four. Again, courtesy of Jason Heaton. Uh, what South Asian nation is credited with pioneering the concept of gross national happiness, ranking first in economic freedom, ease of doing business, and overall peace? It's also purported as having the second highest per capita income and is considered the least corrupt nation as of 2016. You said South Asian? Yep. They also must be chill from having fun playing with all of those lighters. All right, we're <laughs> all in here. Reluctantly. Yeah, we're we're kinda we're kinda struggling with this one. Alright, let's go with let's go with Singapore, I guess. Okay. Team Beth Metal went with Singapore as well for similar reasons. Wow. Uh we were so I, I usually say Macau for a lot of, of these questions because I know there's a big casino there. Uh, a lot of people are probably happy making money, but they could also be equally upset not making any money. And then Matt wrote South Korea, and then we yeah. ended up kind of writing some extra ones, and then Matt chose... Thailand. Thailand. 
Okay. Just for point of clarification, uh, Macau and Hong Kong both belong to China, mm. at least right. as far as China's concerned, and the UN. Nepal's next door neighbor, uh, and this is, you might hear the, uh, the slight rhyme scheme, uh, is the country of Bhutan. Bhutan. Mm. Butane would be the, the joke uh, with the boo. Boo, <laughs> Jeff, boo. I did not you write, didn't write it. Uh, <laughs> Jason, <laughs> boo. <laughs> we love you, Jeff, Jason. If you, had given us, if you had given us the clue their national sport is archery, I would have gotten it. That's oh. the one fact I know about Bhutan. Or sovereign nations with dragons on their flags. Hmm. Now I know two things about Bhutan. <laughs> and they invented the idea of gross national happiness. Now I know three yeah. things about Bhutan. Stop before I learn too much. What's great about Bhutan is they, they, they're very good about moving to the next question. <laughs> good segue, Neil. <laughs> uh, all right, then. Question five. A listener submitted question by no surprise from uh, Ron Denny. Thank you, Ron. In 1950, Chuck Cooper made NBA history by becoming what? The only thing that we really thought of that was like of some historical significance was that perhaps he was the um, first player of African-American descent. Um, so that's what we're going to go with. We also said the first black player. Yep. And we did as well. Yep. He, uh, I, will, I will give points on that. He is uh, one of the first two uh, players uh, of uh, African-American uh, descent to play in the NBA, but he's also further known for being the first black person drafted by any oh, NBA yeah. team. And he was drafted by the Celtics. Oh, all right. Points all around. Uh, this one is courtesy of Colin Jacobs. And uh, the category he wrote for this one, uh, you're going to be pretty familiar with. The category is the cream of the crop. Oh. So the 1990s were a decade of music evolution as hip hop emerged as a mainstream radio staple. Credited as one of the powerhouse groups of its time, this clan of New Yorkers would go on to release four gold and platinum studio albums. What is the name of this group? Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We're in. Uh, let's just go House of Pain. Okay. Just for that reference. I don't... I will trust you on it. You shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> they're, not, they're definitely not like triple platinum. Maybe mm -hmm. that song is, but they don't have four records that are... Yeah. All right. All of us are in here. What are you guys thinking? This clan of New Yorkers, so we just went with the, uh, the Wu-Tang oh, Clan. Mm -hmm. God. Was, uh... All right, so uh, Wu-Tang Clan, what did you say, Beth Metal? <laughs> House of Pain. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Cream, I think Cash Rules Everything Around Me. Cream, get cream, the money. Get, cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Yeah, so Colin uh, originally sure. wrote this with a uh, with a bonus point, but I, I don't like bonus points, so I took it out. But he put, uh, what is the famous phrase from their hit? And uh, I didn't even need to prompt mm. these guys. Cream, get the money. Yeah. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. I should have heard so. clan, but I, I missed Good. that. I, play, I downplayed that well then. So. <laughs> this clan. New Yorkers. <laughs> uh, not that much. <laughs> it's, it's definitely there. So yeah, Wu-Tang Clan for credit for the two teams. Yay. Question seven. This one is courtesy again of Colin. Thank you, Colin. Known to some as the Forgotten Occupation, the U.S. military occupied what Caribbean nation from 1915 to 1934 following uh, inst political instability and the murder of their dictator president, Vilbron Guillaume Sam? We're in. I don't know. Uh, which one do you like out of those? We can just circle it. Let's let's just lock in with Jamaica. Okay. I'm gonna shoot in the dark here and say uh, Jamaica. Lock in. All right. We wrote a couple uh, Caribbean nations down, and uh, we thought the name that you mentioned sounded possibly Haitian, so we went with Haiti. Mm. Oh. Ooh, we had that one written down as well. We we had a bunch of names: uh, Haiti, Jamaica, French Guiana, Bahamas, Bermuda, but we just kind of settled on Jamaica as well. Yeah, not as famous as uh, one of their later leaders, Papa Doc. Um, yeah. The U.S. had invaded uh, Haiti and occupied mm. it for quite a long time. Hmm. So points, yeah. Yeah, no one else got them. So. <laughs> those, are the, those are the best. Yeah. All thanks to <laughs> Beth on that one. That was all Beth. Three points. I, I admit it freely. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, question eight in the round is courtesy of me. It is hard to verify exact numbers, but it's believed that what famous world capital and center of scholarship stole the title of the world's largest city from Chang'an, China, in approximately 934 A.D. I don't Maybe Athens. It's too late for Athens. You think of Rome, then? Rome, and what's the other one? Moscow. Moscow yeah. I'm good to go with, with everyone. I, Moscow, I feel like the capital changed there a ton, right? That's, that's probably true, too. It would probably be something else before then. So we might just lock in with Rome. Yeah, Rome's fine. Okay. I kind of like 
I don't know. You want to go to Constantinople or Istanbul? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Whatever they want to call it. <laughs> All right. Well, so. I, I think we were on the same page thinking of the library at Alexandria mm-hmm. when he said scholarship. So we said Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Though I don't really have too much background on that. Yeah. That's a good guess. Yeah, and we were just we were looking at places that time period that would have huge uh, scholarly populations, and we stuck with Rome. Uh, unfortunately, nobody picked up on the clue. Um, so stealing was important. Uh, maybe a thief would steal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the city in question is Baghdad. Uh, oh. Uh, Dave actually said Baghdad. We did say it once. <laughs> yeah. uh, well known for uh, being one of the first cities over a million people and known for its uh, Muslim scholarship and uh, a lot of the philosophical preservation of the West at the time. Neat. Mm-hmm. Good question. Beef. Did it used to be known as Alexandria? By chance? <laughs> it did not, as it turns out. <laughs> Shoot. So unfortunately, you cannot get credit on that. All right. Question number nine. The barley corn is an unusual base unit of measure for what? It's almost exclusively used in English-speaking countries, and it doesn't even bother to be standardized. We don't really know. We're, uh, we just kind of set a handful. It's a measurement. Mm-hmm. There's no standardization. It's just a, a handful of barley corn. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, well, we were kind of similar. We just said, well, unit of length. Yeah. Like you line up those barley corns and see... Uh, See how high you could stack them. I feel like I heard once that three barley corns equals an inch, mm-hmm. but. So Matt and I were talking. We, we threw a lot of uh, a lot of things out, like uh, the uh, size of your your farm, like a, instead of acres. We threw out uh, the type of mechanical machinery you might have and how much you have in your fleet. And then Matt came down with the final answer. Yeah, it was the uh, measurement of the amount of f- I give about this question. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies. I mean, I want to give you points just for the face of it. You are uh, you are very correct that a barley corn is one third of an inch. Uh, it is the base unit of measure for shoe size. Shoe oh. size. It's only used in the U.S. and U.K. and those shoe sizes don't align. So it's the base unit of measure for two different so systems. points. <laughs> I'll give points. Yeah, Beth did say it was. It is of length. She yeah. knew exactly. Okay. So how many barley coin barley corns does Shaq have? Yeah, it turns out it's non-equivocal. I've oh, okay. tried to figure it out, and the one third of an inch does not equate to shoe size even slightly. Oh. But it, it's the it's the official like base unit. So when you have corns size. on your feet, oh, that's where it comes from. You're right. <laughs> Good call. That. Question number ten, the final question in regulation: uh, What 1994 film had an Albert Einstein played by Walter Matthau? help a young Tim Robbins pretend to be a physicist in order to catch the attention of Einstein's niece, played by Meg Ryan. Wow. Yeah. I used to watch this. I've seen this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I used to watch uh, this movie all the time. I think I got it too, though. Uh, yeah, so I wish this entire quiz had been about 1994 films. I think I would have done great. <laughs> uh, so would Neil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we went with the uh, movie called IQ. All right. Well, we tossed around a few things. I came up with a few imaginary names. Uh, Stroke of Genius and my personal favorite. It's all relative. <laughs> and it would have, you know, Einstein like shrugging on the cover or something like that. But uh, we went with IQ test. Okay. Uh, so this one, I knew it. I've seen it a million times. I used to rent it from Blockbuster or watch it on cable uh, when I was younger. And I couldn't think of the name, and I kept writing clues to Matt, and he was writing PhD and MBA and all these other things. I was like, no, 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 it's like two letters, it has dot, and he wrote IQ, and I was like, that's it, IQ. And the answer is IQ. Yeah, we were close. I should have let you make us go with it. That's okay. (laughs) All right, going into the final round, the game is super tight. Uh, Looks like with 85 points, Team Beth Metal is in third place, and second place with 95 points is Team guano and uh narrowly in the lead is team happy meal still happy uh with 105 points what are our categories for today um jeffrey i I think you're gonna like these categories today um so the the categories are uh michael Mm -hmm. jim dwight (laughs) oh my goodness and kevin okay now do those names mean something or This is a this is a false flag. <laughs> All right. So the first question in Michael. Uh, Michael Jackson is one of the most successful solo artists of all time, but his 2001 solo studio release was not the comeback album he had anticipated. What is the name of Michael Jackson's mm. worst-selling studio album, which shares its name with a 2006 film? You know what? Yeah. 
Next question is in Jim. Jim Carrey, uh, one of the most eclectic artists of our time, insisted that what American metal band play and appear in Ace Ventura Pet Detective? The band is most famous for their song Hammer Smash Face. Of course I didn't know this. <laughs> Uh, next question is in Dwight. Um, what two states were added to the United States during Dwight D. Eisenhower's second term? Uh, next question is in Pam. Uh, what actress replaced Pamela Anderson on Home Improvement playing the character of Heidi? Mm -hmm. And the last question is in Kevin, uh, near and dear to my heart, which is why I went with Kevin as opposed to one of the other characters. If you're playing Six Degrees of Separation, the name of the game is to try and find a way to get to Kevin Bacon. If playing that game in real life, you might need to first go through what Emmy and Golden Globe winning actress that he's married to. Okay, I got that one. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. All right. All the answers are locked in, Jeffrey. Yep. So I'll go to each team in turn if you want to give me your wagers first uh, for each question, and then we'll get to your answers. So um, what was your uh, wager on the Michael question, Guano? We went with the illusionist. Uh, what was your wager? The 19. Okay. So wagering 19, and you said the illusionist. It's All a right. great movie. Beth Metal? Uh. We're between uh, Unbreakable and Invincible, and uh, I think the 2006 one was Invincible. Mm -hmm. All right, and on to Team Happy Meal. Uh, we went with the Oakland Five, and uh, Matt came up with this one, and I confirmed it by, by saying, uh, you remember the movie Me? Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> so uh, what was the answer, Matt? Uh, yeah, the, uh, I had this album. with it just had nothing but guest appearance after guest appearance, and it was Invincible. Yep, not the... Uh, not to be confused with the Marky Mark Wahlberg uh, 2006 movie, Invincible. That's correct. That's uh, zero points for us. Yeah. I th that sucks when it's zero points for a correct answer. Yeah. That always hurts. That's uh, that's going to be a theme coming, yes. coming, <laughs> coming forward here. And the question in the gym round, I think this one is probably the hardest one mm. in the... No? You don't think I'm it's an, I'm a huge Jim Carrey fan, though, so oh, that's I can't fair. say He's yeah. an Ace Ventura fan. I'm yeah. a metal fan. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, but uh, what was your wager? You're sticking with 19 on this one. Is that correct, Guano? 19th all the way down. And did you come up with the band name in Ace Ventura? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we uh, we said the uh, the band uh, Anvil. Mm. Okay. The, uh, the rock band that never was, that didn't make it. <laughs> and uh, Team Happy Meal? Which, uh, which metal band was this? Uh, what, would you, what was your wager? 
we wagered uh, another Oakland five. So we're at Oakland five all the way down. You got so it's it. easy. So um, yeah, Matt, uh, same thing that happened earlier today. Uh, great teamwork. I said one word. He said the other. Um, what's cool about this scene is uh, some TV broadcast show it or don't show it. So depending on what cut of the movie you see, it's either in there or not in there. Uh, and so I wrote Cannibal and he wrote Corpse. All right. Oh, and uh, okay. Team Beth Metal. Yeah. With a name like Beth Metal, I hope you get this one right. <laughs> yeah, we actually goose-egged all the way down on this one. And uh, it's Cannibal Corpse. It is uh, indeed the uh, band Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> Everybody got that. <laughs> I remember it's the uh, the white clam chowder that'll get you in. Mm-hmm. Is that the red or the white? <laughs> I never remember that. <laughs> white? Yes. <laughs> All right, your question in the Dwight round, sticking with 19 points. Uh, Team Guana, what were the two states added during Eisenhower's term? Uh, hey, I think we I think we got one right. Yeah, we said Hawaii and Alaska. <laughs> and for nothing, we said Alaska and Hawaii. Well, not for nothing, but for zero <laughs> points. So we originally wrote Hawaii and Alaska. We wagered five on this. And then I said, that sounds too easy. Maybe it was the 48th and 49th state. And we said Arizona and Hawaii. <laughs> I do love that this caught somebody out. It is, in, in fact, uh, both, I believe, uh, January 1st, 1959 for Alaska and Hawaii was in December, I think. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Dwight D. Eisenhower brought in Alaska and Hawaii. <laughs> All right. And the question uh, back to Team Guano in Pam. What actress replaced Pam Anderson on Home Improvement playing the character of Heidi? What did you say for that one? Uh, <laughs> famous for the TV role of Sheena, where he went with Gina Lee Nolan. <laughs> classic role from the 90s good stuff okay maybe she was doing two times <laughs> and uh once again for zero we're gonna say this was tima allen <laughs> uh yeah i couldn't think of the name this is a really tough question um i believe the character's name was heidi um but i think the actress's name she has like a alliteration it might it's like debbie something i couldn't remember because this is a really tough one so we just said debbie even though it's wrong it, it's it's not totally wrong uh, it's not right enough for credit, but it is Debbie Dunning. Oh. So, and yeah, basically she didn't really do anything else after that. So can pull it. Uh, Team Guano again wagering nineteen. Uh, who is a Emmy and Golden Globe winner who also happens to be married to uh, Kevin Bacon? What'd you say, Guano? Uh, I think we got another one right. Um, and uh, with my Hollywood wheeling and dealing out here, I actually just spoke to her on the phone about a week ago. Oh, that's awesome. It, <laughs> it's Kira Sedgwick. All right, and T. Beth Metal for zero points, and Kira Sedgwick. Uh, we wagered five, because we wagered five on everything, and we also said Kira Sedgwick. Yeah, uh, she was nominated uh, for uh, Emmys, Golden Globes, and SAG Awards, I think like three or four years in a row for her work on uh, TNT's, uh, is that The Closer? I'm trying to remember The, the Closer, yep. yeah. Uh, but yeah, she also happens to be married to uh, the very notable... Kevin Bacon. Well, um, after the final round here, I, I did the math uh, in my head. It was correct, and I double-checked <laughs> on calculator, so I'm proud of myself. That's definitely what happened. Um, so in third place with a very strong showing, just the, the Guano 19 kind of overtook them here in the final round uh, is Team Guano with 76 points. In Yay! S- in uh, second place with a very conservative zero all the way down is going to be Team Beth Metal with uh, the year of my birth, 85. Good year good year and uh in first place uh we're happy we gave uh, away a lot of toys a lot of fries <laughs> and uh we're gonna be team happy meal today it's 110 points T- today's cream of the crop the cream of the crop here your chicken nuggets. good job guys <laughs> yeah great job guys that was that was a really close game the whole time and it like as always it's the final round man just getting beat up the whole game yeah. we're like let's bet zero and then <laughs> they're we, all gettable yeah I we should have we should have bet but in, in short thank you sirs and madam may we have another <laughs> <laughs> uh well let's uh first say thank you once again uh to robert and dave for joining us today so uh dave any last words today before you head out i want to redeem myself one of these days that was uh <laughs> A lot of fun. So thanks for having me on. Of course. Thank you for joining us. We'll have to have you on again. We will, we will certainly have you find your way back. Uh, well, thank you over to uh, to uh, Robert over in Los Angeles for joining us today. Uh, any last words for you? Uh, yeah, just uh, thanks, guys. I really enjoy the podcast. I'd also like a chance to redeem myself someday. <laughs> um, it was a lot of fun getting to play. And uh, if any of you are ever out in L.A., um, come look me up. I play at O'Brien's every Wednesday night. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. He'll never go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, Robert. I'll actually be there in a couple of weeks, so we'll, we'll meet up. 
<laughs> cool. Um, so awesome. That sounds great. And then uh, a fine, uh, thank you also for being a Patreon supporter. And uh, thank you for coming into the studio today, Beth. Uh, any last words for you? Um, yeah, you're welcome. Um, if you're a mom, check out fitformom.com for fitness classes. And... Yeah, thank you guys for having me. If you always really like a mom, but can I still? (laughs) I don't know if they'd be comfortable with you there. I won't (laughs) cry. But if you guys ever need a last-minute person, I'm 20 minutes away. Yes. So fitformom.com. Fitformom.com. The four is the number four. Wonderful, and congratulations on your upcoming baby. Yes, I'm a person and a half right now. And she did tell us uh, before the show that she has an envelope with Jeff, Neil, Ken, and Matt in it. We'll pull them at random (laughs) after the birth. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you very much for joining us. Is that uh, what that five dollar bills uh, you <laughs> slid across the table earlier before? Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's N E A L, not N E I L. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for everyone. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners for all those submitted questions. And Jeff, I'll let you close out the show with whatever you'd like to say. Yeah, uh, we really appreciate it. Um, I'm clearly out of question or uh, question fives now, so please send those back in. Uh, I I plan to write more games here coming up, so I do apologize that we did not get around to those as quickly as I wanted to, but. Uh, as, as we usually say, um, if you want to join us, a uh, fun place to do that would be at the Facebook group, The Crop. Uh, we have a lot of fun there. We do daily questions, and uh, it's just a nice place to kind of interact with other people in the community. If you'd like to directly support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast, uh, where you can qualify then for some other bonus incentives. Um, currently, uh, we are gearing up uh, in short order. should be a week or so. We're going to launch a t-shirt campaign uh, where we're going to be having those at heavily discounted prices for the first two weeks. Um, so yeah, you'll go basically into the queue on those, um, your t-shirt will ship at the end of the campaign. Uh, but the, having it out there for two weeks allows us to, uh, get a big bulk order together and offer them at much lower prices. So, um, they will be available for sale after that. The store is not going away. It'll just convert to, uh, slightly higher prices. Um, but extremely high price. <laughs> no, not $99. At all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, the, the purpose of them is if you like our logo and you want to wear it, uh, we want to make sure that you can do so. I mean, how much can a t-shirt cost? One, two hundred dollars? <laughs> <laughs> when are you guys going to do tank tops? That's yeah. Um, you can just rip the, the sleeves off and you kind of do your own Right thing. in time for I, winter. All right. And uh, thanks again to uh, Robert, Dave, and Beth who joined us here and my normal co-hosts, Matt, Ken, and Neil. That was Triviality. 